Merry Christmas. This is George Watkins. Thank you for stopping by today. I know many of you will see this later because of your busy Christmas celebration, but I wanted to <clears throat> stay on target and wish you a Merry Christmas on this Sunday night blessing time. Amen. <clears throat> well, we're going to celebrate and talk about some of the things that relate to Christmas and um, give some good news and some encouraging news concerning the times we're in also. I'm reminded that uh, Christmas is always a time for hope and refreshing and reminding and remembering why Jesus came. This is George Watkins. If you haven't been here before, thank you for coming by. And we will thank you also if you would like to subscribe to YouTube and like us on Facebook. It helps us along the way. Amen. Christmas. What a wonderful time of the year it is for many of us that have the celebration around the Christmas tree and the family gatherings. For some, there's always those who are alone, but we thank God for the body of Christ. One of the reasons that the church and the body of Christ is such an important part of our life is it, it produces or creates a family for us to belong to. One of the things that I enjoyed over the years that I pastored is that the many single mothers and single fathers or single people that had no other family around them for the season would always gather together with the church family and enjoy a time of family fun, family love, and family celebration. So enjoy it today, wherever you may be. But I wanted to just share a couple of thoughts along the way. This is Christmas, and on Christmas 1776, we were in the middle of a Revolutionary War. And I wanted to remind you of some of the times we've had in the past that have been close to disaster. We declared the, the declaration in 17. 76 on July the 4th. That's our celebration for the Declaration of Independence. But just like it is in our faith walk, we declare a lot of things by faith. We declare we're, we're healed. We declare God supplied all of, our, all of our needs. We declare that he is, you know, winning the battle and overcoming and he will, you know, bring it to pass. And yet, we don't see the uh, results right away, do we? I'm reminded of a story I heard years ago about William Branham, great man of faith and healing. There was a uh, there was a blind man in a certain town that went to a William Branham meeting and got prayed for, and um, so for the next two weeks he told everybody he was healed. He was still blind, couldn't see. But he told everyone he got healed at the William Branham meeting. Well, one Saturday afternoon, while he's sitting in the barber shop, in the traditional days back in the you know forties and fifties, they actually went to barber shops, and uh, he's telling everybody, 
in the room. I got healed at the William Branham meeting. Well, of course, the snickers and the grins and the, you know, the men looking at him critically and laughing behind their behind his back. And uh, suddenly his eyes popped open, and he. They said the last time, the last thing they saw, he was running down the street, yelling, "I'm healed! I'm healed!" With that that towel flapping, you know, the one they put over the chest <laughs> and wrap around your neck, flapping behind him. Now that's the, that's the story that we hear when we declare something. And <clears throat> the Declaration of Independence, I'm, I'm bringing this up for a reason. I want you to see the hope of declaring by faith. We declare the Declaration of Independence on Christmas night, it looked like it was over. The Hessians had been hired to come in. They were in Trenton, New Jersey, across the river from General George Washington. We had been beat back in every battle we tried to fight. We were battling the greatest nation the world had ever seen since the Roman Empire was the British Empire. The British, the British Empire had this slogan that the, the Union Jack, that was their, their, their flag, did not, the sun did not set on the Union Jack because they had colonies all around the world. Well, we declared independence. Now we're being defeated. We're being squashed by this giant army, great military army and and naval battle battleships well general george washington decided on christmas night early morning to go across a a river the river there that was full of ice chunks of ice but he had the greatest mariners that america had at that time was the fishermen that fished the outer banks and brought in the cod and uh, so he had those those boys to take him across the river and they went across in the middle of the night thousand men or so all the weapons they could handle and surprised the uh, hessian army that thought well let's go to bed they're not going to do anything tonight but what happened during that going and coming because they had to go dozens of times and then come back was God brought in a fog and a high tide because the British army and the British Navy was just down the river could have come up the river and just blew them apart but the tide was too strong they couldn't come up and brought God brought in a fog so they couldn't see them now that turned the the uh, Revolutionary War back to our favor and then the next night, General George Washington, who was being, being uh, opposed by so many different leaders, they wanted to fire him. They wanted to get rid of him. They were trying to get the president to you know, change generals. He took his army to Trenton, New Jersey, and again, won another battle. But it was an interesting thing that happened there. That battle could not have been won if 125 patriots snuck out in the middle of the night on their own, not telling George Washington, and they went across the river. 
and had a small little battle. And the general over there, who was another Hussian, Hussian from Germany, um, hired mercenary. He thought that was the attack that had been told him it was coming. Well, he went back to sleep. George Washington and his army marched 10 miles. Most of them didn't have shoes. And they said, you could see the bloody footprints as they marched in. And that was the turn on Christmas night and Christmas the day after that we saw a change that brought the Revolutionary War on to, you know, final conclusions years later. It took seven years. Wow. Now we're in some difficult times at this Christian, Christmas. We've had some defeats along the way and what we thought God, uh, you know, should have <laughs> talked to the judge and had him change something or, you know, have the politicians make different voting or different decisions. There's some, there's some men and women in, in power now that are making decisions and making uh, elections and all the things that seem to be turning against what God promised us for this nation and for our future generations. But I tell you this, God has those moments in time when things change, when the fog comes in, when the tide goes a different way. I was just listening again to some of the miracles that happened, even in the Second World War, that turned our nation from defeat to success, where it looked like everything was going backwards. And then in one split moment, just in a few minutes of time, the whole thing was turned and we began to have the winning hand again. I want to encourage you on this Christmas day, because of the 300 prophecies that were given in the Old Testament that Jesus would come. Now, remember, we said this week that the Old Testament Jews, those who studied and knew the Testaments, knew the old prophets, none of them had ever heard that Jesus was going to die and raise from the dead. So when it came time for the disciples to see him crucified, it was certainly the end of their world. They were hiding out. How could it ever have happened? Jesus was feeding the 5,000 and healing the sick and raising the dead. How could it be that he would ever be, be crucified or, or you know, actually murdered in their opinion? He was just murdered you know, and killed. Yet we know he gave himself as a ransom for us. Now, this is not an Easter message. This is the continuation, really, of the Christmas message. Jesus came as a babe so that he could die as a man on the cross. And as, a, as God, really, God died on the cross, didn't he? Now, I say all of that to encourage you today on this, this Sunday evening time we have together that at this Christmas season, let's rejoice because we have hope in our future because God's promised that he would do for us and do for this nation and do for the nations of the world. You see, when Jesus came, sacrificed, rose from the dead, 
He delivered the nations of the world from their cruel taskmasters. For at the Tower of Babel, when God divided the nations and, and released the, uh, the many gods, which were, were the sons of God that went in rebellion, he released them and he put them over the uh, nations of the world. Now, they became despots. They became cruel masters. And in Psalms 82, it says that they were going to die like men, those sons of God. Those are the ones that were defeated at the cross. So when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, he's, he's telling us to go to the nations of the world and declare freedom over every one of them. We do that, don't we? Some of us have been to many nations. Others have sent missionaries and helped them go to many nations. Why? Because at Christmas, the babe came so that it could be the Messiah on the cross so the nations of the world would be delivered from their demonic forces and be free to serve the Lord. Now, this all happens at Christmas time. So Merry Christmas, and we bless you at this wonderful moment in history. Amen. <clears throat> Isaiah, the, sixth, the ninth chapter, the sixth verse, one of the uh, classic scriptures we love to quote. For to us a son is born, a child rather is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from that latter time forth even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That was sealed by a, a commitment from God himself to bring this promise to pass. Well, I believe when God initiated that peace on the cross and resurrection, that it is eternal and it will never go away. Whoa, I know it feels like peace comes and goes. One day we've got it, and then it slips through our fingers, but not so. The reason we can receive it again is because it never goes away. We just learn how to walk in it and step into it and take hold of it again. So I speak to you on this Christmas day, the peace of God. Remember who is in charge of this whole thing. He's given us command. He's given us a command to stand at our station of authority. And we stand on this earth as God's sons. We're the sons on this side of the veil. The sons on the other side of the veil are doing their job. That's what Matthew says. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. That means that you and I function as imagers, as, it's, as they say. We are the image of God on earth, and we function as his image on earth at this Christmas season. So be encouraged.
you are important to God's kingdom. And at this season, when we open gifts and celebrate with good food and sing good Christmas songs and love one another and go to our Christmas services and all the celebration that happens, you and I that know the power and the love of Christ, keep it centered all this time. Even though I enjoy the new sweater and the, and the, and the slippers I receive at Christmas, Thank God we don't get ugly ties anymore. That's out of season. <laughs> I haven't got one of those for a long time. But we still get slippers and sweaters, and I thank God when I get them. But at the center of it all is Jesus came as a babe so he would be the Savior on the cross and resurrection. Hallelujah. Well, I love you all, and I wish you all a Merry Christmas. And we will proceed through this wonderful week toward the end of the year and celebrate together a happy new year day until then until tomorrow morning stay with me all week if you can if you uh, can't tune in when you have the ability we are on instagram you can carry it in your pocket with you now <laughs> isn't that great i'll never leave you praise god thank you for your support thank you for your prayers Thank you for your love that you send our way. Many of you give us little notes and little comments. We really appreciate the encouragement. And we're heading into a new year, 2023. Wow. Some of you that are a little older are amazed at those numbers. But here they come, and we are ready for it because we are in Christ and we have the ability to do the will of God in every day we live. Until tomorrow, hey, don't forget to subscribe and do all those things. And by the way, thank you for those that have given us a gift this year and have committed yourself to help us along the way financially. Set your wonderful help and blessing. We bless you back. And also, if you haven't done that, would love to do that down in PayPal, or the address is there below. Until tomorrow morning, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the presence of the Lord continue to do for you what he's promised to do. God bless.